The purpose of this podcast is solely for patient education. It is not intended to evaluate, diagnose, treat, or cure disease. Views expressed are those of the podcasters and not their affiliate. Any medical questions or concerns should be addressed by the listener's physician or care provider. Listening to this podcast does not constitute a patient-physician relationship between the listener and the podcaster. We do hope the podcast can help enhance the listener's own medical experience. Welcome back to this week's episode of Everything Your Doc Wants You to Know and Doesn't Have Time to Tell You. The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform about health matters affecting adults. From latest research updates to tips on navigating the healthcare system and everything in between. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Lindsay. How's it going, Lindsay? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Welcome to another uh, podcast. That's right. This week we talked previously about aging well, and this week we wanted to kind of talk a little bit more about that, um, more focused on what to expect with aging. Right. I think... Um, quite often I hear in clinic is nobody told me that would happen. Nobody told me about this happening. And so this episode is trying to think of those things that nobody told you and tell you today. Yeah, just consider it a warning. And not only will we tell you uh, some of the things that you can expect with just normal aging, but also we'll talk a little bit about what to do to help minimize the impact of those things and how to um, continue aging gracefully. Right. Yeah. So I think this week, why don't we kind of go from head to toe here sure, and talk about the various things that are affected by aging. And obviously, depending on your age, as you listen, you may have experienced some of these things or you know people who have, but we're just going to try to lay it out and um, make it apparent just what normal aging looks like. So I think a big one that we often think of um, commonly in men, but less so in women, but it, it does happen just as normal aging is um, thinning of the hair. And we always call it male pattern baldness, but it does happen in females as well. So um, definitely can consider that to be a normal part of aging in a lot of women right. as well as men. Something to, it is, you know, very normal if it's um, really dramatic then certainly talking with your doctor about what's going on or if there's any other potential causes would be worthwhile but um again one of those things that happens in both men and women and right it's it's pretty normal not fun i understand but yes. certainly normal yeah the other thing i have patients talk about all the time is they're losing hair where they want it but they're growing it in places they didn't want it. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and so certainly ears, hairs growing out of their ears, nose. Even the other day, <laughs> I kept thinking, I kept asking the nurses in my office, do I have something on my nose? I kept feeling irritation in my nose. And finally, several days later, after having this irritation, <laughs> I found a hair poking out that I pulled and was probably an inch long <gasps> from the middle, you know, almost from up by my eyes is where this hair came oh from. Goodness. And I thought, oh my goodness, this is what they're talking about. Yep. It starts growing in places yep. you don't want them. Hair on the chin, <laughs> hair above the lip. Yep, absolutely. And then thinning on top. So, yeah, so... Yeah. Hair, that's a fun one. Yep, yep. The next thing as we move down is vision changes. And I think um, obviously just gradual decline in visual acuity or how well we see right. things is pretty normal. Cataracts are extremely common. Yeah, yep. Many people will end up with cataract surgery. Um, and again, most of these things are manageable, fortunately, with right. the current treatment that we have for vision changes. Certainly needing readers, um, very common starting in the 40s. 
Yeah, and I, moving down to the next one. So I think my, my sister's a dentist, so we talk about this quite regularly. And obviously, um, dentition wears down over time. And so, you you know, people end up with false teeth or dentures. One thing that I hadn't really thought about is the challenges with flossing. And I know I'm sure every one of you is a good flosser, flossing <laughs> every day. Um, but if you are a flosser and as you get older, it actually gets quite a bit harder too because right. you lose some dexterity with your hands. And so my sister and I were talking about what do people do then? And, you know, then it's better to switch over to something like a water pick rather than trying right. to floss and not being able to do that. Um, but flossing is important to help the, the goal with dentition is really to slow the decay, right. kind of like with lots of health things. We're trying to slow that aging process and slow that wear and tear. And so taking care of your teeth now and then, you know, just seeing a dentist regularly is a good thing, too. Definitely. Hearing is yes, another common yes. problem. So changes in our hearing, certainly decreased hearing over time and and decreased hearing that that you aren't going and we can all say oh I'm hearing less but it is important to go and have the hearing test and to you know utilize hearing aids and things like that um, if you can because there is a change in cognition that can happen when you're not hearing as well so yeah and not only that I've had patients tell me you know somebody's one one of the partners hearing loss really has impacted their relationship too with their spouse because they can't communicate. Right. One of them is soft-spoken. The other one maybe can't hear. And it really um, makes it so that they just aren't able to communicate well with each other. And that can really be life-altering. So right. treating that hearing loss, not only for yourself, but for the people around you, is very important. And if you just start isolating yourself because you're you're not hearing well, and, and then so you're not going to go try to that loud restaurant because, you, they, you know, that starts a cycle that you don't want to get into because isolation then leads to more problems with depression and cognition. So yep. I think you got to keep up on some of these things so that you can, can keep getting out there and being engaged. Exactly. Well, as we work our way down, I just thought I would mention too, the gravitational force um, <laughs> acting on the body over time can certainly have an impact on our appearance, you know, um, anywhere that we have looser tissue starts to sag. And so that results in changes in breasts, changes in abdominal tissue, changes right. anywhere where we really have fat distributed. Mm -hmm. And so it might, um, it might result in a need to buy different clothing or buy different supportive right. garments and things like that. Yeah, you hear, you know, patients all the time, I didn't used to have this, this just kind of started moving here, so. Yeah, and usually it's the not that they're um, necessarily always getting fatter, but that the fat is distributing differently and right. going to different places. Exactly. And usually not the places where we would want it to be. Along with that, metabolism does change. Right. And I would say most, most of my patients even start noticing that by the time they're about 40, and I think that continues right. over time, so... Metabolism slows down the way that we use food and process it slows down as well as the way we store it. And I think that becomes very frustrating for women postmenopausally. Um, they go through a big change in, in metabolism and it just becomes that much harder to, to lose weight. And I always, you know, try to stress, well, I think then is when you have to put on more muscle, um, 
because muscle increases your metabolism. So you have to do some strength things in addition to your regular exercise and diet stuff to try to help that metabolism along. Right. And I think putting on that muscle gets more difficult too. So it takes more effort than what you would have had to do in the past to build that muscle and then hopefully burn off the extra calories. It takes more protein to maintain your muscle, your fat-free muscle um, mass when you're older. So you know, there's something like one milligram per kilogram of protein mm-hmm. a day to maintain your muscle as a younger individual. But the older you get, you need one and a half milligrams per kilogram. So you just need more protein to maintain the muscle that you do have. And I would argue that's probably difficult for a lot of our older population to get that much protein. Because somehow we have a change in taste. Yes. Um, and so I think that's when you have to start thinking of the alternative types of, of proteins right. than what we usually think of as meat um, in our culture right get a little more creative with the Mm -hmm. diet to get that protein in yeah certainly slow thinking changes some changes in thinking are normal Mm -hmm. um you may walk into a room and forget why you went in there and then leave and then remember later that's normal forgetting somebody's name that you haven't seen in a long time and then waking up at two in the morning and saying that was their name that's normal I'm just taking longer to, you know, do math problems or those kinds of things. Those those are normal um, changes, I think, in memory and right. thinking. Is when you don't remember later and are doing some some other things that it becomes abnormal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you can listen back to our episode on dementia right. for more information on that. And I anticipate there will be more episodes in the future right. too. Yeah. Yeah, and then moving on down to the bowels, you know, I would say most of my patients as they age tend to see, you know, if they were always regular, some of them do stay regular if they're eating a healthy diet and they're active, but others I would say more commonly than not struggle with constipation. constipation. Yep. I occasionally have a patient who goes the other way and has loose stools right. and really struggles with that, but constipation would be the most common thing that right. we see. And some of that is probably reduced activity, possibly medications, yeah, medications yeah. dietary as well. Right. Yeah, and there are certainly lots of things to do to help with that. Right. You know, I think obviously drinking enough water, which is another problem. That's huge, yeah. Yep. Um, getting enough water, getting, you know, if you can eat prunes or dried prunes, that can really help many people. Mm-hmm. And if those things alone aren't helping, then talk with your doctor right. about what to do for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. menopause a little bit so you know for men too there are hormonal changes but both men and women experience hormonal changes over time Mm -hmm. for women it tends to be a little more abrupt than for men right um and for both both genders this can affect mood it can affect energy level certainly can affect libido and sexuality right and in women we tend to see dryness so vaginal Mm -hmm. dryness um, atrophy of the vaginal tissue and all of these things can have a significant impact on quality of life too I think as you as we age, you have to think of your relationship and intimacy in a little bit of a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe going back to the, your younger years when you were abstaining from intercourse and having fun with just um, little makeout sessions. <laughs> and if you think back to high school when you when you weren't having intercourse and you were you were having fun other ways, I think you have to go back to kind of those types of things sometimes. Um, but you can be intimate in different ways. And right. I think you just have to explore that with your partner and, and figure out what that is for you as a couple. But it's going to certainly look different. Absolutely. But because of both the female dryness and, and as a man ages, they 
they are less able to to perform um, getting erections or maintaining erections mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and that has to do with you know vascular diseases or medications and so so often it's a struggle on both both people's account and so I think you just have to be open and honest and because you still want to be intimate and um, I think you still can be it just maybe looks different yeah and so kind of working our way down in that area too we talked previously about urinary changes and symptoms in men and certainly that's a common issue in women as well um, you know, whether it's urinary urgency or frequency or um, difficulty, stress, stress incontinence, yep, leaking mm-hmm. becomes cough a or sneeze. Yep, common problem. I know um, most of my female patients will tell me, oh, I just really struggle with jumping jacks now right. or, you know, things like that because, because of having kids and because of the changes that occur. So certainly our bladder holds less urine uh, because it doesn't tolerate the stretch that it did in your younger years so i think that's where we get a lot of frequency from and urgency is you know we tolerate less fill less stretch so we have to go more often uh, the bladder is a muscle and it can spasm and when it spasms um, there's so many things that can can contribute to that uh, caffeine alcohol carbonated beverages sugar substitutes um, citrus are kind of the big common ones mm-hmm. that you can think of, but but avoiding those, certainly uh, bladder training or scheduled voids, so going to the bathroom every two hours if you need to just to keep it emptier so you don't get that stretch and that bladder spasm and that urgency with leakage. Right, so lots of things that can be done. And again, we'll probably spend another episode talking about that in even right. more depth than we are right now, but just... Be aware that these are normal changes with aging, although there certainly can be extremes that right. require additional treatment and help. And talk to your doctor because there's lots of um, certainly lifestyle things like we talked about, but uh, physical therapy and, and medical treatment to help those symptoms so that you don't have to um, avoid situations. Right. Absolutely. It's an important, um, important issue for lifestyle. Yeah. Arthritis is another one. So obviously this is very common. There are a few different types of arthritis. Osteoarthritis is kind of the regular old aging related Mm -hmm. arthritis. Um, And again, very common, but can affect people in different ways, can certainly lead to life altering changes in what you're able to do. I think when you have arthritis in your knees or your hip, it certainly affects your balance as well. So um I think maintaining a good exercise routine and and that may change and you may not be able to do things you used to do, but there's certainly things that you can do. And so you just have to uh, investigate and find a trainer or physical therapist to help you figure out what the best mode of exercise is for you. Right. And, you know, I've talked with others who lose their manual dexterity and that's important if they're artists or writers or things. And so then finding creative solutions to help be able to continue doing the things that they enjoy is really an important thing to do. Right. Um, We talked briefly about, you know, balance and sleep and cognition as things that are also affected by aging. Balance is one that's affected by multiple different factors. And so if you have arthritis or if you have vision changes, those are certainly going to impact your balance. And that's why we tend to see changes in balance over time. Medications affect our balance. So. Lots of things. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about some of these and what you can do to help kind of slow down the process. I like to think of it as kind of a use it or lose it 
sort of phenomenon for most um, Most of these these normal aging things. Obviously, with hair thinning, there's not much you can do there. But for many of the other things, if you, you know, stay active, um, keep moving, keep following a healthy diet, get sleep, those things are going to help you kind of slow things, slow down the aging process and minimize the impact on your life. Right. And the other thing, like Lindsay said, is just sometimes getting creative in terms of how you, how you work around things to help um, address different issues. And talk to people about these things because, you know, people have gone through this and figured things out, interesting things that you learn. So, you know, people who've had, you know, glaucoma or macular degeneration, they have special magnifying things to still read, but then there's lots of video and other, um, you know, audio books and there's lots of ways you can engage that aren't isn't necessarily reading if you've lost that ability from your site. So I think there's lots of aids out there. You sometimes just have to work to find out the solutions. Right, right. And if you've had, you know, experience in aging issue that's affected you in a significant way, we'd love to hear about that and hear how you've worked around that or how you've dealt with that. Because I think a lot of people have common experiences. And again, these things are just things that we don't always talk about. Right. And then we have patients who come in and are truly surprised or, um, you know, yeah. I think we hear it all day long. Right, exactly. Um, with with our job. So sometimes it's, why don't you just talk to your friends because they're saying the same things to me. So yeah. they can yeah. be a lot of help. Yeah, if you can share share the stories and the things that you've been through and how you've handled it, that can certainly help other people. Definitely. So, yeah. we, I think the baby boomer generation is going to be a little bit more vocal about things that happen um, compared to the generation before that. I think that's very true. (laughs) Yes, yes. And for our younger listeners, um, you know, hopefully you're not experiencing these things yet. But again, doing the eating well, exercise, getting good sleep, getting outside, staying active, all those things can help. Kegels in the car, start young before babies. Right. All of these (laughs) things can help to slow these, slow the impact of aging down. Yes. So, um, if one of these you're very interested in, please write us so we can we can certainly go into more depth in any of these topics. And we just kind of did a, a general overview, and we want to hear from you. So let us let us know what you want to hear about. Absolutely, we can get some specialty people in on those subjects as well. Right. The health pearl today um, is going to be a recipe for a, a fairly healthful cookie. So just because you're trying to be healthy doesn't mean you can't have fun things to eat on occasion. And and these were cookies that a coworker of mine brought into a meeting that her daughter had made, and they were uh, very good. They taste, they satisfy your sweet tooth craving and, and taste just as good as any cookie I've ever had, but are quite healthy. So I'm going to have her give us the recipe so we can post that. <laughs> so much for listening today if you are enjoying this podcast and find it to be helpful you can subscribe to the podcast on google play and apple podcasts writing us a review also helps other listeners find us and helps us to know that you're either enjoying our podcast or giving us ideas for future episodes we'd really like to hear your ideas what you want to hear about um, because we want to put this out there for you, our listeners, to educate you about things you want to know about, so in the health field. Yeah, so you can contact us at mail, that's M-A-I-L, at 
everything, E-V-E-R-Y-T-H-I-N-G dot D-O-C dot com, C-O-M. And that's on our website. It's also on our Facebook page. And in addition to finding us on Facebook, you can follow us on Twitter as well. Great. So have a great week. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.